1: This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Truck
2: Hero, Hero Taper, and Get Data. On HerpMx.com. taking your calls and looking ahead
1: to the races with your host, Steve Mathis.
3: Welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Presented by Truck Hero Get. And Pro Taper is on the air right now. Lots to talk about. It's 12.01 p.m. Pacific, 702-586-7857. We are going to take your calls about Washugle coming up this weekend, round eight of the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships are winding down here. Beautiful, beautiful Washougal, Washington this weekend. Love this race. Love the atmosphere. crowd was fantastic last year, and uh, hoping for more, I'm sure. Uh, we'll have uh, Washougal, Unadilla, Buds Creek, and then Indiana to wrap up this season. And where in the heck did uh, this year go 2017 thanks for listening everybody big weekend for the folks at fly racing this weekend the 2018 gear will drop uh you'll see it on friday you will see a ton of dudes wearing it all the fly athletes wearing it like Baggett and bloss and pike and uh, anybody else maybe nick schmidt will be in it as well if he shows up Uh, flyracing.com please check them out 2018 stuff is is out uh big changes to the light Hydrogen line of gear for 18. You'll see what I mean when uh, when the stuff drops, but uh, that's their probably most popular gear, and uh, they've made a change to it that is uh, very very cool. And uh, so please check them out. Also to get the get ECU that Cooper Webb uses, except for this weekend in Washugo, he uses the get ECU as well as the JGR Suzuki guys at Barsha Pike and uh, um, Kyle Cunningham all use get uh, get products. Destroy the start. Get the whole shot. Use get. Very popular with the Amateur Kids this weekend on Loretta Lynn's, which starts the weekend after Washugo. Thanks to Get as well. Truck Hero, a parent company of the folks at NFAB. Truck Hero is a proud sponsor of the Auto Trader, JGR, Suzuki team. What they are is they're a company a supplier premium vehicle accessories made in the USA to supply trucks and SUVs from bumper to bumper. A bunch of brands are underneath them like Back Industries, Undercover, nfab Bedrug, Husky Liners, Truck-Hero.com, and Pro Taper. Thanks to the folks at ProTaper, Geico, Honda, Rockstar Husky, JGR Suzuki, all use ProTaper bars, whether you want a crossbar less bar, whether you want a 7-8 bar, whether you want an oversized bar, uh, whatever you want, sprocket sizes as well, chains, ProTaper.com, they've got it, and a whole line of micro stuff for the little ones that the KJSC team uses and depends on. ProTaper.com, if you've got a little guy, uh, check out their micro line of products, man. It's really cool, innovative stuff that the folks at ProTaper have done. I'm Steve Mathis, 702-586-7857. We are giving away a casual wear kit, a 2018 Fly Racing casual wear kit to a lucky caller. Maybe we'll give away two packages if we feel generous. So 2018 clothing uh, from the folks at Fly, and uh, we will give that away to to someone who um, uh, calls in and uh, asks a good question. And so Jason Thomas from Fly Racing will be on the show. Dan Truman from Get will be on the show. And then we have gotten ourselves... Actually... We have getting ourselves to rhyme, make a uh, rhyme with get. Uh, a terrific guest, and Adam Cincirillo will be on. Monster Energy Pro Circuit Rider, Adam Cincirillo. I always love talking to AC. We'll talk to him about the season, and we can talk to him about a lot of things. He's not just one of those guys that wants to talk about his moto and how everything went well with that. So Adam Cincirillo will be on. You can call him as well. Ask him a question, 702-586-7857. Taking your calls, holding things down in the corner there. A new father to uh, another child. Number two. two. The Tits Legendary. What's up, Tits? Hi, Steve. How are you? Great. 2018 Fly Stuff. You very excited? I am very excited. You've seen some of it. Um, A little backdoor uh, channels. Officially, unofficially,
0: I I may or may not have. have That is such a tits thing.
3: It is. You couldn't wait. No,
0: I couldn't. Uh, I'm a nerd and I'm a loser, but I. uh, Tell me to get that drop. Get that drop, please. (laughs) I'm a nerd. I'm a loser. I got got a sneak peek and I
3: was uh, not let down. You were really impressed. Good. I was. I was impressed. I actually even told JT about it, and I said, "You guys did great." Oh, fantastic! All right, let's get JT and Truman on the line. Uh, we'll get your calls as well. Jonathan's on hold. And a couple other guys as well. Uh, we will get to your calls in a second. Jason Thomas from Fly Racing, Dan Truman, Adam Cincirillo, all in the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. A uh, couple of new, some news in in the uh, in the world of Moto. So. Jason Anderson is out for Washougal. Uh He has uh, been banged up and beat up. Uh, so he is out for this weekend. Um, back injury before um, Southwick. Then he crashed on a road bike, got some road rash, couldn't race, tried to qualify at Millville, couldn't do it. So the 21 is out for the, uh, for the weekend also cooper webb is out hurt a knee so cooper webb is out uh for the weekend so that's a couple of high profile riders that are out alex martin also is out he is uh banged up his collarbone he has banged up his uh wrist i guess or something so um uh i think from what i hear amart will be out only uh one week so or one race i should say we have a weekend off after washugo so uh amart will be back soon the other two guys i'm not too sure about, but that's some big uh Big news uh, in regards to the injuries for Washugo this weekend. Also, too, the RCH team and Suzuki announced that uh, they're ending their partnership at the end of the year, and RCH is going to be done as a team. Carrie Hart and uh, Ricky Carmichael Suzuki team—they won a national championship with the uh, with Kenny Roxon. and uh, looks like they're folding up tent. It's uh, it's unfortunate for sure. Uh, great guys uh, over there, Kyle and Mikey and and Aaron and all the guys—they um, they're looking for jobs, and that's never fun. And uh, but they're all pretty smart guys, and I think they'll end up on their uh, feet. We've known this is coming for a while. They were. F- Touch and go to go racing in twenty seventeen. Uh Suzuki helped him out with the Marine Division. Uh they signed Bogle. They got tickle. Uh and uh that's racing, man. It's racing is tough right now, unfortunately. bad news for the RCH guys as well. Um as well as a top of bad news for Cooper Webb, Jason Anderson, and uh, and many more guys. So uh Washougal this weekend. Talk to JT about that a little bit. He's raced it a ton. I've actually raced Washugal. Four or five times uh back in the day, just local races though never never the national, but uh yeah, so I spent some laps at Washugal as well uh all right, first up, um from get and Athena, he is Dan Truman. what's up, Truman? how are you
2: I'm good uh, how are you working on some get stuff lens i uh I fly out in the morning and yep. it's gonna be a long week, a long hot week, but uh yeah, so
3: you're going right from Washugo to Tennessee for Lorettas.
2: I'm gonna skip Washougal um, okay. this week, and and just because Loretta's, uh, we support a lot of the amateurs, and we have quite a few guys that, you know, just want to make sure they're all good for the weekend. Uh, it is very hot, so we do make a few changes for the temperature and, and things like that. So, I'll be set up and gonna gonna help out all of our amateur kids and things like that. So, gonna skip um, Washougal this weekend.
3: Uh, we've talked about the 2018 fly launch this weekend for the gear, but uh, just for you, just like you get stuff, you guys have some new cool stuff coming up for 18, right?
2: Yeah, we have a whole new ECU for all the bikes. Um, main reason being um, that oh, we work close with the OEMs, and the OEMs have asked us to make uh, the ECU the same size as their current ECUs. So, normally ours is a little bit bigger just because of all the features we had. Um, we're able to make a smaller ECU that will be the same size as the stock one, so you'll use the stock brackets and everything like that. Uh, it was more expensive on our end because we have to you know, change a lot of stuff. but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in this sport many people will tell you you kinda have to do what the OEMs ask most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um you know, so they've been asking for that. So yeah, it's it's good for us in eighteen. It'll it'll be it'll be good. I think we'll have all the ECUs ready in around October.
3: Sweet. So. Uh, if you want to improve the performance of your uh, motorcycle, uh, one of the easiest ways to do it uh, is getting a get ignition. The same things that JGR Suzuki and uh, Monster Yamaha use as well. So please uh, email the show uh, using the contact form on Pulpumex. Even if you have a question about improving your uh, your bike, whether it's a two stroke or four stroke, uh, I can pass it on to Dan and he can help out. The uh, 250F dual injector that's on uh, this comes standard on a Cowie is a very very good mod. Uh, it's pricey, Dan, but it really works.
2: Yeah, I mean, but it's pricey compared to some of the other items. It's you know that don't do any performance. You yeah,
3: know? yeah, yeah. True, uh, so, that's true.
2: You know, many people put uh, performance parts on because they look cool or something. You know, or a part that looks cool, but uh, actually working, the second injector kit's really good. Uh, we have a number of kids that will be racing with it at Loretta's this week, and I think. Uh, i could i'd be willing to bet at least one of them wins
3: yeah no it's a it's a big improvement on two f no doubt you're right about that uh all right let's bring our next guest in here uh he's very excited for this weekend fly racing twenty eighteen uh dropping this weekend j t and tits j t tits being tits uh he's already seen it um he couldn't keep he couldn't he couldn't handle it he just couldn't do it
1: yeah that's all right i'm good with excitement i want people to i want people to want to see it right so. right um you know we're we're closing up at this point like i uh we let Keeper run the 18 stuff that we sent him yesterday at the Yamaha intro. And, and it's not, you know, it's not life and death stuff. We just, uh, we want to try to hold off as much as we can. So when people see it, they can actually go buy it in their dealer. So
3: yeah, no, yeah, it's a, it's,
1: as you said, it is an exciting weekend.
3: We are giving away a set of 2018 fly casual wear. To, uh, to somebody who calls in, 702-586-7857. The lines are full right now, so uh, you'll get a busy signal, but we'll work through these and uh, and get to them. I guess first up, guys, before we talk about Shugol, because JT, I want to talk to you about, about racing that place. Um, Dan, I'll start with you. Uh, Suzuki and RCH announced today they're ending their partnership. RCH is folding at the end of the year, and uh, Tickle, it looks like it's going to KTM. Bogle, I'm not sure. But more than those guys, Dan, because they'll be fine. Uh, bad news for all the team members who are great guys and all personal. Personal friends of ours, and uh, you never want like to hear a team like RCH going out.
2: Yeah, I mean, we talked to uh, some of us have kind of heard that the team was going away, but the the official word has come just in in recent weeks. I think a lot of the guys won't have issues finding jobs. Uh, honestly, I think with JGR and and the other partnerships, I think those guys are all really good workers. When RCH built that team, they kind of handpicked a lot of good workers, and um, kind of like when 2-2 Motorsports. Uh, went went away. They Everybody got jobs. So, yeah, it, it's tough for sure. Um, I think it was more funding and sponsors and stuff that couldn't keep the team going. Mm-hmm. But uh, You never like to see that in our sport. No. The more teams, the better. But uh, I think all the guys, uh, you know, we talked to Kyle and a few of the other guys, and uh, I think they'll be okay.
3: JT, it's one of those things, and we probably don't give them enough credit because it's Kenny Roxon and he's an amazing rider, but whether it's Moto Concepts, whether it's MDK, Back in the day, whether it's uh, uh, you name the team, uh, Mach 1, uh, anything, you name the team over the years, they have not been able to win a premier championship in the 450 class. And RCH, a privately run team, did it. And, yes, it's Kenny Roxon, and he's amazing, but we probably don't give them enough credit for that because uh, that's something JGR's been trying to do for a long time, among other teams that I listed. Uh, That's quite an accomplishment.
1: Yeah, it is. You know, and I was trying to think of other teams, but, you know, you kind of have to have the perfect storm to, to even have a chance. You need to have, you know, you need to have back your equipment, which they did. You need to have big funding so you can go get that big-name guy, which they did. So they checked off a couple of those boxes. Uh, but, you know, as you said, JGR, they've had James Stewart, they've had Justin Barsher, they've had really big-name guys under their tent, and they have that equipment. They have the money to hire who they want. Uh, But it's eluded him. So uh, to have pulled that off, and honestly, they dominated. You know, it wasn't even like they, you know, battled for it. I mean, he won 20 out of 24 motos, and it wasn't even really close. And you could even argue that he was the odds-on favorite to win uh, the uh, 2016 2016 Supercross Championship uh, before he had that big crash in Oakland. So Mm -hmm. they were on the right track there for a while, and, uh, you know, it's it's sad to see them go. Uh, You're talking about, you know, an icon with Ricky and – Carry Hart's, you know, a big name in the industry, too. Um, but these things happen, and, you know, it's, uh, the power sports and motocross industry is tough right now.
3: It's really scary, though, man, uh, when Carrie Hart and Ricky Carmichael and Wasserman, who are all part of that, and, you know, big names and, and OEM support with factory Suzuki stuff, kind of scary when they can't get anything uh, locked down. Like, they barely went this year, and I don't know if that says something for the team, JT, or it says something for the state of the industry, or it says something for corporate America, but... If anybody could get something, you think it would be those guys with that trio of people I just listed?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think if they really wanted to downscale, mm-hmm. you know, if they wanted to go back to the roots of the team, they could probably still find funding to pull something like that off. Yep. Uh, but it's kind of a double-edged sword. Once you go to that level, you know, nothing's really good enough but competing at that level anymore. So, I don't think that Kerry nor Ricky, you know, and I don't think team personnel would be very happy to take a, a huge step back as far as equipment, mm-hmm. personnel and budget and all that stuff. It's just not that much fun to go racing once you've been at that level.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, also to JT. So with Anderson and Webb packing it in is are, we reached a point of the season where it's like, ah, I'm a little banged up. I'm not going. Yeah. Webb's interesting.
1: Um, I don't, you know, they're saying he's got a knee injury is what I've heard anyway. Um, I don't know how true that is or false it is. I know he's definitely wanting to ride that 2018 bike, and and I don't know if that'll solve all his problems. But I have my suspicions there that you know um, he's he's more holding out than he is really truly injured. And, and that could be completely wrong. But that's just my speculation. With Anderson, I think he is beat up. You know, he, He's tried to race the last two races, wasn't able to go either time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, He had that road rash on top of it. So he's dealing with multiple things, and I, I don't think he wants to go back out there until he's 100%. So he's one of the guys that are locked in a Husky. He's not going anywhere. He's got a solid deal, and, and I think he probably just wants to go to race and race correctly now that the points are seemingly, you know, completely lost at this point. Uh, he just wants to win if he's out there.
3: Uh, Dan, when it comes to silly season, people love that kind of stuff. Uh, I've been hearing tickle to KTM. It looks really, really good. Uh, I've also talked to somebody today, an agent, who said that uh, Millsaps will be alongside Webb uh, in 18. Have you heard both of these things? And, and uh, what do you think? Are, are we on the right track with those?
2: Yeah, um, I have heard both of the things. I think the tickle thing um, – is good for both brock and the team yep you know when you look brock is a solid guy i mean you go on these message boards and people are like so and so should get this ride but at the end of the day brock tickle is very good he's podium both supercross and motocross in the last few years yeah he's solid um and he it, it goes way beyond that brock's very easy to work with um you know and and doesn't bring a lot of drama so um that that also Goes along with they have Marvin to win and mm-hmm. now they have Brock Tickle. Um, so, yeah, I think that's for sure. Uh, I also heard the Millsaps the Yamaha thing. Um, I also heard it from some agents and stuff. Uh, I don't know that that's for sure, obviously. You know, it's just yeah. kind of rumored at this time. But, uh, yeah, it'd be curious to see. Um, Davey, he hasn't raced outdoors in a long time. Yep. Uh, it's no question that I don't, you know, he says he's been hurt most of the time and he wanted to come back and race outdoors this year. But, Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, I think Davey is an older rider. I think he wants to do one more year. So we'll see. I mean, he definitely had the speed this year in Supercross to be a podium guy.
3: Is is Davey still going to wait for RMZ parts, or can he go outdoors, Dan? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
2: from what I hear, he wanted to race outdoors this season. You know, of course, he had the hand injury, and, and, you know, talking to Forrest Butler, he wanted to race the last four outdoors also. But it just didn't work out that way. You know, we've seen him race in Canada, and he did great last year. so. I don't know if things just don't work out for him or if he really just doesn't want to race outdoors, but uh, it's very curious to see the relationship of Yamaha and Davey. You know, they're both older guys. You know, Yamaha guys are older, and uh-huh. it kind of. And then you have Cooper Webb, who's the young guy. So it'll be curious to see if that's uh, how the team plays out for sure.
3: Uh, JT, I'm surprised, and you're in tight with Forrest and the guys you rode for him for 100 years. Um, I really thought Davy would stay there. Uh, Forrest and Forrest Butler and Davy are good friends from back in the day. Uh, he's putting good results. They got along well. Um, I don't know if it's a budget thing or a personnel thing or, or, or a salary thing that Davy's, you know, going to be too much money to keep. But I'm surprised he's moving on. To be honest.
1: Yeah, I, it was curious for me too. I didn't see it coming. Um, I actually had to go to Forrest and say, "Hey, is." is <laughs> that true. like right. not coming back. Yeah. You know, I, I I was blindsided a bit as well, and and obviously with fly racing, it's, it's more than just curiosity. Like, I, obviously, we need to know what's going on with our, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, heavily invested team. So, um, yeah, I don't know. He didn't really share the specifics of why, um, but you know, it yeah. didn't seem like there was uh, a lot of urgency on either side to get a deal done. And uh, I think both sides are are more than can tend to be going right. in different directions so we'll see how it works out for both sides i'm sure everybody will be fine
3: i will say that when davy rode the jgr yamaha for a number of years two or three years um he had no problem with that bike you know it's a, it's a different bike uh cooper hasn't done as well as we thought he would on it and there's always this stigma about that backwards motorbike but i never heard davy uh complain about it uh and he put some good results in he, he rode well
1: Yeah, and you know Davey, he's a bigger guy, right? And that's usually the guys that Mm -hmm. do enjoy the the Yamaha are bigger anyway. um, It's just a little bit, you know, and no one's really ridden the 18 so much yet, but it's it's always been a little wider, a little taller, um, and just it it suits a a taller guy. So um, I think that's a lot of the comfort level you're
3: seeing from him. Right, right. Uh, All right, let's get some phone calls. Uh, We got about uh, Jonathan's on one. Jonathan, what's up, man? How are you?
0: And doing good. Thank you for taking my call. What's happening? I just had a quick question for you, Steve, and sure. then one uh, for JT about helmet. All right. So the question for you, Steve, is: I was that pulp the commercial contest you do. When do you do the drawings for that? Because I can never listen to that show live. Uh-huh. I always listen to it during work. Yeah, I usually let about. I usually let it
3: one week go by, and then I just randomly pick a dude who emails um i'm actually actually, i'll
0: be able to enter yeah
3: yeah go ahead i'm actually sending out the t-shirt today for the guy from the show with weimer it's going out today so um yeah just uh you know we give away a variety of different prizes shirts hats and things like that so yeah go ahead and enter whenever awesome will do thank you and then uh for you jt i was looking at purchasing
0: the fly f2 carbon helmet there and i just was curious none of my dealers in town actually carry that helmet so all i can try on is the kinetic are they pretty similar in fittings for the size on that so we size
1: basically all of our helmets the same
0: so if you take
1: if you take a uh, any kind of tape measure and go one inch above your eyebrows and then wrap that around the widest part of the back of your head um, that's how we do our measurements. And if you go into our catalog, you can see how basically how we size them. So um, as far as, like, how they're going to fit, like cheek pad and all that, as far as the, the feel is going to be a little different. But as far as fitment, as far as, you know, small, medium, large, that should be consistent throughout the range. So if, if you have a kinetic and you try to kinetic on, that same size should fit you in an s too.
0: Okay, right. awesome. And, and then I was wondering, is it better to have it a little bit tighter or is it um you know because it's pretty tight around my cheekbones is it better to have it a little bit tighter there or not
1: yeah so two things there um our, our padding does break in so both the cheek pad and the liner will break in a little bit it's just the materials we're using are so high high end now that they there's a little break in period that they'll actually loosen up a little bit but if it's if it's too tight for you we do offer several different size cheek pads so they come in uh Basically, a size a 25 millimeter up to a 40 millimeter cheek pad. Um, that's going to give you some some uh, maneuverability as far as the sizing. So, if you're a size medium, that doesn't mean you have to have um, any set, particular size cheek pad. All of those different sizes of cheek pads could customize your fit.
0: Okay, great, awesome, awesome. And it's Steve. You need to keep JT on there. It wasn't for uh, this show. I would not be buying my fly stuff. I tried it out and I love it. Oh, great. I just wanted to. You know, if it's all thanks to this show.
3: So. Oh, awesome! Great! Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, as long as JT's salaries demands don't get out of control, you know, uh, we'll we'll keep working on it. But uh, you know, he is—he uh, <laughs> always wants more and more. So we're trying to, to yeah, I, keep it down. <laughs> all right, thanks, buddy. Guys, have a good Thank one. you. Appreciate it. Uh, Blake, what's going on? You got a gear question for uh, Jason Thomas? What's happening? Hey, how's it going, guys? Right on. What's your question? Uh, um,
1: so I was wondering, with the new 2018 gear come out, obviously we all see the new colorways and we're excited about that, but. I was curious, how do you year to year go about testing and improving the function and durability and performance? Do you guys have like engineers who does that or who makes that decision and how do you improve that year to year? Um, As far as the decision making goes, you know, there's a group of us that, uh, you know, we have a list of things that we want to see get done over the next few years and some years we can uh, implement some of those changes and, you know, we have to push some changes out to the following year. So, um, you know, we'll have. Meetings where you know we we finished our 2019 meetings a few months ago, uh, and we'll start developing ideas for 2020. But these things take a lot of time, and we're usually about 18 months out. Um, so it's it's really tough to b- basically make things happen really quickly. I apologize for the background noise. I'm on a plane right now, but um, no as far as en- engineers, we have uh, we have developers in our design department, and that's their job. Uh, some of them work on the graphic side, and some of them work on uh, you know features and benefits um, like our, our BOA closure systems. That was a project for one developer. Um, developing our, you know, basically any new product, we're working on new helmets now. Um, so anything that goes on like that, there are specific developers that have specific tasks, and that's basically what they work on until completion.
3: Awesome, great, thanks, thanks, Blake. Yep, thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to a question about RCH. Uh, Ryan, what's going on? What's your question about RCH? Uh, Suzuki.
4: Hey, thanks for taking my call it 's Ryan. Uh, just wanted to kind of pick your guys' brain and see how how mutual you thought this breakup was between RCH and Suzuki and if you know if JGr had you know picking up Suzuki if they had any impact on this decision at all
3: No, no, I think if RCH had been able to get a sponsor title sponsor that would pay the bills uh, and help them go racing, they would have Suzuki support again um, I'm, hey dan i 'm actually surprised, Dan that uh, Suzuki Corporation put out the press release they did today are you with me dan like that they already said hey yeah we're, we're breaking up like that's kind of weird i thought dan you there anyways uh jt don't you think <laughs> uh ryan are you there Oh, huh, our phone system! This so, interview is over. Right, they're really yeah. mad at me. They're they're upset. I can't Going hear on Can't hear the phone system. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by uh, Get Pro Taper and and uh, um, Truck Hero. Yeah, let's try, let's give it a try. Let's see if uh, Ryan Ryan, you there? Oh, huh, phone system. 702-586-7857. The phone system has apparently uh, have some issues uh, here on the Fly Race and Moto60 show, which is going to make it really tough for me to, uh, to keep doing this show. Um, all right, let's uh, – if you're listening live, let's play some of your new- – You're a little stumped, huh? No, because I think I can reset it. I just got to reset it. But how do I do that while without, without, well, continuing to talk? very very hey, tough. you
0: can't rely on me to talk either that's yeah for can, sure. can we, you pick we, up washington <laughs> talk please uh, right right away you, you've tried that before it did not go well
3: uh all right let's uh yeah let's try one more time and see what we got uh let me do a commercial read here uh get get products destroy the start get the whole shot thanks to the new get ecu generation the rx1 processor the lc gpa extremely precise and uh Works totally different than the common OE systems. Uh, it gives you the perfect, RP, perfect RPM range to get the best starting machine, thanks to its very bright LED that is made out to be an RPM dashboard on the start. Uh, ProTaper as well, from the very first innovation, the oversized one 8 handlebar invented and patented by ProTaper. And since then, ProTaper has prided themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fill the control and drive needs from today's serious racer to the average weekend warrior. Uh, we thank ProTaper.com, Geico, Honda, Rockstar Husky, JGR, Suzuki, all using ProTaper, and Truck Hero. Everybody, Truck Hero supplier of premium vehicle accessories made in the USA to outfit light trucks and SUVs from bumper to bumper. JT, you there? I am here. Oh, okay. So phone system is back. Um, all right, let's see if we have uh... still on the plane, or you got You got to go. No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Hey, open. so uh, let's talk about Washugo. Um, shadows, hard pack. Hasn't changed much over the years. What's your thoughts on Washougal? Um, Washugo's tricky, man.
1: It's, it's so right? slippery, and it changes so much. And honestly, the biggest thing for me was the shadows. I could deal with slippery dirt. Everybody rides on that uh-huh. at some point. Uh, but the shadows over by the finish line, that whole right. switchback section, I couldn't see anything. <laughs> you know, you come screaming down the hill, and it's super bright out, and then you go into this seemingly tunnel of darkness, it was just a guessing game for me. I really couldn't see anything. So, um, I don't know if that's for everybody. It could be just my eyes, but I couldn't see anything.
3: I had so many, as a mechanic, I had so many complaints about tires there. Because guys are so used to having traction, and there's nothing much there. Guys would get really, like, everyone I've ever worked with is like, man, these tires aren't working very good. Yeah,
1: I mean, everyone runs the same tires, it seems, these days. Um, But, you know, I think the fuel injection and uh, the GPA, the stuff that Dan Truman knows so much about as far as rate of change. And I think that's mm-hmm. come a long way to yep. help with that stuff. But certainly traction is a big
3: issue for watch Google. Uh, all right, let's get to Ryan. Ryan, what's up, man? How are you?
2: All right, so with RCH closing shop, where do you think that leaves Justin Bogle? He hasn't had the best
5: year and there's not many rides available. What, so. what do you think, JT? Bogle.
1: Um, I think he'll land in a good spot. He's, uh, he's got a lot of talent. He's still young. Um, you know he's he's not somebody I would worry about. Honestly, before this KTM deal, I, I would have assumed Tickle would be the one looking for a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he so young and such a great starter, and, and really hasn't yet fully developed. I think he'll be fine. Uh, and I hate to do it too, but I got to jump off here. I'm, I got people yelling at me to get off. The
3: phone, okay, so. all right, sounds good. Uh, see you, JT. Thanks, buddy. See you guys. Thank you. Hey, Ryan. Um, something to uh, keep in mind. I just hung up on Ryan. Something to keep in mind. I'm rattled today. It's just not going well. Uh, Keep this in mind, Moto Concepts Honda as a sleeper team for riders, uh, whether it's Jake Weimer, whether it's Justin Bogle. um, Moto Concepts is out there. They're going to have more Honda support. It doesn't sound like Alessi or Freeze are going to be back on the team. Brayton is going to be back. and uh, So keep in mind, Moto Concepts is going to uh, try to upgrade their program, and Bogle could be a landing spot there, could be a landing spot for Weimer, could be a landing spot for Barsha. Doesn't look like Justin Barsh is going back to JGR. I don't know if that would work out right there, um, but that could be uh, a spot for that. Uh, let's go to Randy. Randy, what's up, man? You got a Motocross the Nations question? Yeah, first I want to say um, I noticed a, a positive attitude on
0: Thursdays. Whenever you're on this show, this Fly Racing Moto 60 show, you're always in a great mood. That's what I wanted to say first of all. So. Really?
3: Like as opposed yeah, to I mean, be, As opposed to other shows where I'm grouchy? Well, like on the on the pulp show, it's a five hour show. It kind of you know you got a lot to do,
0: but this one you're always you're always very upbeat and friendly. You're talking to tits. It's like
3: it's like wow, this is cool. You know, you're only on for you know an hour, and you
0: gotta you're just always in a great mood. That's so okay.
3: that's what I wanted. To All do right, first. I'll try to I'll try to I'll note that. Uh, maybe it's the presence of tits that makes me so happy. Could be. Right? Yeah. All right, (laughs) what's up? I get on on the interwebs today, and I see uh, Cooper Webb's out this weekend, Jason Anderson's out this weekend at Washougal,
0: and I'm wondering, you know, Tomek may or may not go. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on
3: all this? Uh, When do they have to pick a team? It's uh, soon, right? Well, yeah, Unadilla, normally the team is announced, so that's two weeks from now. Uh, It sounds like Baggett uh, is going to need some work on his thumb. Anderson's injuries don't seem real serious. I could see him, you know, still being on the team. Uh, Osborne's a lock, uh, and I don't know about Tomac. So if Osborne's the lock, and I think Anderson will be fine, now we got to fill one more spot.
0: But what's up with Webb and also Amart now with a broken shoulder?
3: Yeah, Amart should be back after one round. Webb, I I know less about with the knee injury, so I'm not sure on that. Um, but yeah, no, I've talked about on a few shows that this nation's team is. Uh, it might be another struggle to put together a team again of teams that want to spend the money to go riders that can go and, and, and all that. So, uh, it's a sad what the race has come down to for sure. So. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks man. Take care. All right. Thank you. Uh, all right. Let's get our next guest online. Thanks to Dan Truman from get and uh, Jason Thomas from fly fly race and moto 60 show. Uh, this guy can't be held uh, on hold for much longer. He's a superstar. Adam Cincirillo. Yeah. What's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, I'm
6: good. Thanks for having me on just, uh, here, about to get geared up for press day uh you know
3: you're calling you're interrupting me but i'm okay with it okay good with it. so listen you're in though we don't need, are we we're, you're in for the race because we're getting a lot of guys dropping out here so let's make sure
6: <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm here i'm racing I'm, I'm getting geared up as we speak so okay all right don't jinx me don't jinx me but i'm here
3: <laughs> amart's out Webb's out anderson's out
6: so i know it's crazy it always seems like this kind of the, or this part of the season it seems like there's Always a few guys, it kind of seems like it stacks on top of each other and gets a little bit thinner. Yep. I mean, I could be wrong, no. but I don't think I am. Um,
3: Washugo thoughts. You like the place JT was on talking about those shadows, talking about it not having some grip, uh, uh, talking about it being uh, you know a little different of a track. What, what's your thought, feelings on Washugo?
6: Yeah, I like the track. I think the one hill before you go into the little whoop section before the finish line, I think coming down there is where the shadows kind of get a little bit gnarly. Um, it's weird here. A lot of the times you'll get you'll get ruts coming into the corners, but the the bumps, it gets really sharp bumps in those ruts coming in. So that's where you got to watch it with the shadows. And uh, I mean, after you kind of get the track down and dialed after the first few laps, it's not too bad. But personally, I like the track a lot. I kind of like a little bit a little bit slicker, a little bit uh, mm-hmm. you know more throttle control kind of kind of track. Um, I seem to seem to gel with those tracks better so this is this is one of my favorites uh you know not that I don't like the soft stuff either just yeah uh, you know I seem to gel on that a little bit better so uh yeah I always look forward to this one
3: if you got a question oh go ahead
6: I did get sixth here in the first moto in 2013 when I was a rookie and at at the time sixth place was basically like a win so I got I have positive
3: uh (laughs) positive vibes here uh it's a beautiful area for sure to go up there I love the Pacific Northwest yeah it's great yeah, it's awesome. Uh, 702-586-757. You got a question for Adam Cincarullo. We are still giving away a 2018 Fly Racing casual wear uh, kit to a lucky caller. Uh, so please give us a call. Talk to AC yourself, and uh, and we'll go from there. Um, have you ever tried, like, a yellow yellow lens or anything, Some, something funky for the for the shadows? I haven't.
6: I haven't. I normally just run the gray lens, like yep. a, little bit of a little bit of a tint. I, I kind of tend to stay with the same thing. It's not uh it's not too big of an issue for me, knock on wood.
3: Right. Okay, so we got four left. Um, how has Adam Cincirillo grade his season so far outdoors? How do you grade it? Uh,
6: not not good. I think I think there's been times where I feel like, especially, um, you know, we had these two rounds, what was it, Red Bud and, and Southwick. I really wish I could have do-overs there. It was just terrible starts and just putting myself – I had some good rides in there and, and felt really good, but it, it just didn't matter when you don't – uh, you know, you don't get up there. You can see even, you know, this last week and Joey rode great, obviously, but he got two good starts. And it's like, you know, you don't have to, uh, you got to be, you got to do something very special to kind of climb from outside the top 10 and, and kind of get up into that top five group. So, yep, uh, yeah, the last two rounds, or the, those rounds, Southwick and Redbud, they really, uh, yeah, they kind of put a damper on things. But, um, yeah, it hasn't been the, the best season for me, I would say. I feel like I have a, a lot more in the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I think if, I think I would be worried if I felt like I was maxed out every weekend and, and getting good starts and just uh you know kind of just riding around in that five six seven range but right. um i've had some really good rides and, and i'm really i think i 'm still getting better you know so uh from that aspect it's not it, you know it's not too negative, but definitely the results have been uh, you know obviously a little bit higher than mm-hmm. I would have wanted you know i still haven 't got a podium this year or a moto win and Those are both things that uh, I feel like I can do, and I can do consistently once I get to that level. But it's just, it's getting there, and and just being able to repeat it.
3: Yeah, it's crazy to me that you don't have a moto win at all. Uh, Maybe okay, overall I get it, whatever, you know what I mean. But I feel like you should have a couple of moto wins, and I'm guessing you do too.
6: Yeah, totally. I totally. There's been some times. uh, There's been some times where I think, and I can't remember. Remember Hangtown, Hangtown 2015, the first moto there. Yep. I was lean, I crashed, like, 20 minutes in. um, And then Bud's Creek last year, that was my my real one. That's the one I have nightmares about. Uh, I I washed the front end, and and Amar ended up winning the moto. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, I I feel like I have the talent and the ability and the bike to be able to be up there, you know, more than just, you know, those few times. So try not to dwell on it too much. Just, you know, I think... Um, you know this weekend and every weekend here on out that's the goal and you know the goal is to win you know i'm i think uh you know we've been kind of been patient these last couple of years and you know since i came back uh last summer and kind of you know last summer was the year to kind of build and get better and, and this year's kind of the year we need to start seeing some results and mm-hmm. had some good ones in supercross but it's time to you know start winning outdoors i think i i think i have it in me and i don't think i'm crazy you know All
3: right uh, JT and I always have this battle on these shows about bike setup and, and rider ability, and we go back and forth. He's a rider. I'm a mechanic, and, and we have different viewpoints on this, um, but you yourself, you went up to Tallahassee. Uh, you tested with um, uh, Joey, Joey as well with some chassis stuff, some suspension stuff, and Joey comes out and goes 1-2 for the win and uh, and everything else, and you go 6-6, six, six. so jt's like yeah look at this bike setup man bike setup and i go well what about ac he went six six um but let me ask you how much improvement did you see how much confidence did you get from joey winning and seeing that uh the bike may some of the issues that you guys were having are be better does it or does it even matter
6: no substantially i think every, all the problems I, especially this last weekend i would point to some things with south week and red bud or something like that's where things happen but this I mean, when I went up to Tallahassee last Monday, and immediately the things we tried were, were substantially better. I mean, you don't even have to be a, you know, a professional motocross rider to get on the bike and feel the difference. It's mm-hmm. uh, uh, made some substantial changes, and uh, it was a lot better. And, of course, you could see that with Joey. And um, I think more so you could see it with Joey just in the confidence. Like, if you see a rider with confidence, yeah. it kind of sounds weird, but the, one of the first things that happens when a guy gets confidence is he starts getting starts. Like, that's just yep. kind of like... Yep. You know, you have to kind of know, and uh, you know, Joey. Joey and I both had a good qualifying session. I think I was first, and he was he was third. He was right there, and um, I think we. I think for him, uh, you know, he got those starts, and uh, Joey knows what to do when he gets out front for sure. You know, he doesn't panic. He's, uh, you know, he's a solid rider, and he rode really good. And um, I feel like there were some things that if, if I could have done a little bit better, just personally. Um, I feel like I could have been for sure on the podium. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I didn't get the the whole shots like Joey, but I was yeah. right there and just kind of let some things happen. But uh, you know, that's why so, we got another shot.
3: So thing. it helps. It helps. You're pumped. You're stoked. Oh, yeah. Yep. All of that.
6: A hundred percent. No, it's like even my days during the week since then since I've tested have been okay. uh, substantially better. And you know, that's on a track that I've been riding all summer. So I yeah, I kind of know exactly you know how I would normally feel, and compared to how I feel now, it's. Uh,
3: you know, it's a lot better. So my comeback to that would be, why'd you set your bike up so bad to start? That'd be my comeback as a mechanic. You
6: no, know? I think you just learned. I think no, I think you just evolved. Okay, over the course of the season. Like, even I'll go. You know, I went into the season. I'm like, man, this thing's really good. And mm-hmm. then you kind of get a little bit deeper, and everybody's kind of gets in their groove and starts going a little bit faster. And true. Uh, the yep. big thing for me, the big thing for me was kind of, I'm a guy that sometimes likes to straighten things up coming in a corner. So. Um, you know, maybe come down the inside and throw it into the rut. And uh, if you watch, the, if you watch somebody like A. or uh, Jeremy or uh, Zach, they're mm-hmm. they're always sweeping the corners, whether it's rough or um, whether it's rough or smooth or whatever. They're always sweeping the corners and carrying the momentum. And uh, that was a big thing that um, you know we tested about and, and okay. helped with Joey and I kind of being able to turn on those bumps coming into a corner. And um, I mean, it was kind of difficult to do that at. Uh, at, Mills, at Melville, right? Yeah. What everything was a rut, but um, I think, I think for sure this weekend, uh, you know, that'll even amplify even more. Hopefully, are you are anyway. you
3: saying you're a good fantasy pick this weekend? Then if if I were yeah. if I was yeah, I'm con. a good
6: fantasy pick. If you if you would ever pick me in fantasy, I'd pick me in Watchrugal.
3: Okay, all right, all right, I'll, we'll put that out there. I don't
6: know if I'm double points though. I mean, I no, had two uh, um, mediocre scores last weekend, so.
3: No, I think uh, I think you were. Um, and then uh, how how was your fantasy going yourself? Are, have you given up yet? Or are you still Terrible. making picks? Okay.
6: Terrible. So I, the first <laughs> fantasy I missed all year was Daytona Supercross and you know how that turned out? Yep. So I kinda lost the like I felt like I'm the type of guy like I for instance, I've never I've never lost in blue underwear. Like okay. when I really feel like I need to win I wear blue underwear. Yeah, yeah. So it's the <laughs> same thing. You know, sometimes like all right, I'm getting a W today and so I'm I might just not do
3: fantasy. You know what I mean? Uh, you can't... And plus I was terrible at it anyway. Uh, yeah, you can't argue with that. Uh no doubt. Let's take some phone calls for you. Uh Steven, what's up? What's your question for uh Monster Energy Pro Circuits uh, Adam Cincirillo?
2: Yeah, Adam. Um I had a question uh how long was your contract for, you know, Monster Energy Kawasaki with Mitch Payton? And also are you going to be going to the GP in Jacksonville at WW Ranch?
3: All right.
6: So Okay, so first question. Um, I was signed through my first let's see, so I went pro in 2013, and the original pro contract I signed, I think I was 14 years old, I signed it in 2011, and that that contract took me all the way through my first year in pro, and halfway through my first year in pro, we extended it, and then now that contract runs out that contract runs out this year um so we're working on that, getting an extension going right now on that. And then in regards to the USGP, I'm not sure if I will be there or not, to be honest with you. We're kind of focused on the end of the season and haven't really gone over it too much with the team or, or anybody else. So, um, have,
2: you, have you ever rode that track, or have you ever been down to the Florida tracks and trails down in Punta Gorda, which is not too far from where you train?
6: Yeah, no, I haven't actually. I, I've heard good things about both the you know Florida Track and Trails and WW. I've heard uh, really good things about it, so um, you know definitely would be would be cool to check it out. But no, I haven't been up there.
3: All right, thanks well, for the question. Was, I was there at Daytona,
2: man. I, I really liked watching you win. That was really cool. I was there, and um, I just say good luck to you in the future, Steve. Are you going to be there at the WW Ranch?
3: uh i don't know we'll see if i can get somebody to pay no, for me to-
6: he won't be there he definitely won't be there. Uh,
3: I, I need somebody to pay for my flight and everything like a racer x or somebody somebody important so uh thanks buddy got thank you, you. appreciate right. it uh your usgp last year ac went terrific so i i, I why not go back why not
6: exactly oh. I, you know i like to look at it like this i've never <laughs> i've never um not led in a a gp event in
3: my life so i uh i still think that was my favorite tweet either that or weston pike's uh tweet after after the heat race uh either your tweet your instagram with america as you're upside down flying through the air backwards oh yeah that
6: was good
3: that That one is my favorite tweet ever or pike's one where uh took him out and then or seeley rubbed him and then he took Sealy out and he said how'd that work out for you right after like 30 seconds after the heat race finish so um,
6: wow, that, that's pretty. That's pretty ballsy.
3: <laughs> Those are my two favorite rider tweets, I think ever. I, I, one A and one B.
6: I swear, I swear, my social media. Like, I feel like I have a pretty good social media presence. If you know, yeah. So all that's pretty good. But I feel like it could be double what it is if I just didn't care. Right. I just had no <laughs> guidelines. or No like standards for myself. all uh-huh. Like I, I think of so many things, and I just. I just, uh, I you know, I keep it to just, you know, I just tell my friends, like, oh, yeah, yeah I can yeah, say yeah. this right. Um, you know, get the laugh out of it. But, man, I would just, I would slay it, bro. You, uh, slay it.
3: You'd you be Weston Pike is what you'd be. <laughs> you'd be Weston Pike. Yeah, um, exactly. All right. Elmer, you want to talk to AC? Mm-hmm. Elmer, are you there?
6: I don't think he does.
3: No, I think he's over it. All right. He was on hold for you, but hey. he he just lost his chance. Um, all right, let's go to Gre- Let's go to, uh, wait, that was Greg. Uh, I'm so mixed up. Hold Jeez, on. man. Get your stuff All right, Ryan, what's up? What's your question for AC? What's up, Ryan?
6: Adam, what do you compare these tracks to compared to years past? They seem to be pretty rough, a lot more rough than what they've been in the past. So what is your...
3: AC, where do you stand on this track issue, this track prep issue that we've been arguing about for weeks?
6: Yeah, so basically I watched... I When I was up in Tallahassee on Monday night, uh, I was staying with Joey, of course, and, and Ricky came over to the house and we were watching... Uh, we were watching the Great Outdoors 2002 and the Great Outdoors 2003, and we oh, were was I, I was in those. Yeah, you were in those. Um, anyway, we okay. we <laughs> saw, like the tracks are completely different. Obviously, you could say that's four strokes or just more time on the tracks or or whatever. I feel like sometimes I wish that. Um, I think somebody said this before. I might have read this somewhere, so I could be plagiarizing somebody. But um, I, I, I want the tracks to be more. I guess, unique. I feel like we kind of do the same thing to all the tracks, and they kind of, you know, they, they've they all kind of make, like, Red Butt is sandier than Southwick. It's crazy yeah. to think that, but even since my rookie year in 2013, that's changed. But um, I think we should maybe just not rip them as deep and kind of let them, like, especially, like, races like Unadilla and stuff, like, they rip that thing so deep, and the ruts are just, I mean, you can barely even ride. Like, the ruts are, are so long. And if you look at back in the day, you know, you go out for first practice and it's all grass, and I thought that stuff was kind of neat. But, um, you know, not to say they don't do a great job now, because, you know, if I was doing it, it would be surely a lot worse. But uh, that's just my two cents. But uh, in regards to it being rougher than it is, rougher than it was um, a couple of years ago, I disagree. Like, if you look at, like, 2008, 2009, the tracks were really smooth then. But then you get to, like, remember – Hangtown 2011, and even my rookie year in 2013, those things were those things were really really rough.
3: Um, What did Ricky have to say? Did he agree with a lot of that?
6: Um, I don't want to speak for him, but I I believe he did kind of agree on some of the stuff. But you know, he wasn't like you know. Waving his fist around about it. No, no, it.
3: yeah, yeah. But, but it's interesting to see a guy who, you know, has had so much success and rode those tracks, you know, back in the day. So, uh,
6: yeah, But Ricky was, you know, Ricky was never really that good at outdoors, you know. More no. Than guy. Yeah,
3: good point. You're right. He struggled outdoors. <laughs> uh, thanks, Ryan. Thank you, man. Uh, Greg, what's going on? You got a question for AC?
4: Yeah, hey, Steve, thanks for taking my call. Greg in Chicago here. What's hey, up? Hey, been a big fan for a long, long time. Um, in fact, had a chance to catch up with you and your dad at Red Bud last year. And so okay. at that time you were uh, coming back from injury and you were definitely more on a, a safety mode approach to racing. In other words, keep it on two totally. wheels, finish the races, and keep moving forward. Is there any part of that? In your year and in, in, you know tactic this year, yeah, obviously you want to stay safe. But are you holding back a little bit? Because I, I mean, as you alluded to earlier, we all know that you got more in you.
6: Uh, totally. I think. I think there's there's certain times for sure where um, I, in the past I would have probably just kind of pinned it until I, until I crashed. Like it it gets to a point to where you kind of want to panic. And um, I think now for sure, just being older, more mature, I'm calmer, but um, I don't think it's necessarily me, you know, holding back. Of course, every weekend I come into, uh, you know, I want to do the best that I can. And, you know, Monday through Friday, that's what I think about as well is kind of maximizing each day and trying to be the best I can on the weekend. Uh, You know, I think, uh, you know, I, I want to win. Like I, I'm paid to win, I believe I can win, and um you know sometimes it just doesn't just doesn't go like that and uh Unfortunately, this season has been up and down there's been good rides in there, but not what we wanted and um you know at this point it's it's not really me holding back um at all. I've just kind of i think matured like I said as a rider and uh you know just not to throw myself on the ground so much.
4: Sure, I I appreciate appreciate it, it. and I don't mean to rub it in. Um, Oh, no. Steve, uh, quick question for you as well. That RCH thing was pretty surprising uh, probably to a lot of people. I heard a rumor about it a week or so ago, but um, was there anything like behind the curtain, behind the scenes, with the leadership or operations of the team that sort of – led to this, I guess, demise of Uh, RPH. It's
3: it's pretty surprising. I'm not plugged in enough to know that for sure. It is a little bit surprising. I touched on it at the beginning of the show. If WMG, Wasserman Media Group, and Hart and Carmichael can't make the connections to get the funding... That is a little depressing for everybody else. But I really don't know enough about what's going on. I, does, doesn't it seem like Hart has been less and less interested at, and at less races? And doesn't it seem like Ricky isn't at as many races as he used to be? Maybe it's just one of those things, too. You know yeah, what I mean, Greg?
4: It seemed so, unplugged. You're right. I mean, compared to the first couple of years. Yeah, for there, sure. And, and, and what of Kenny Watson? What's, let's talk about the important thing. Here. Yeah. What's
3: gonna uh, happen to him? Probably going to be AC's trainer. For eight, for that makes sense. For 18 I and probably. beyond.
4: Hey, see, I think we found your answer.
3: Um, hey, Greg, uh, stay on hold. We're going to give you the Fly 2018 casual wear package. You are a rock star. Thanks, Thank buddy. You. Thank you. Appreciate it. What about that? Kenny Watson training Adams and No, I, I like
6: Peter. I like my guy, Peter. Okay. I mean, I can't all right. You know. Uh, I'm good. All right. Let's I like get, Kenny, though.
3: yeah, no, let's get to some more questions here. Um,
6: I can only take. How about one more because I'm about to go out on the truck I, right now. You said
3: five minutes, but that's okay. No problem. I'm trying.
6: Yeah, no, you were good. We're good. Uh,
3: no, I'm kidding. One more question. Darkside, what's up? Hey man, well, this
5: isn't an AC question, so oh, if, you oh, want, if you want to take somebody else, you can.
3: Yeah, hold on. Stay on hold. All right, we got to get an AC question because he's <laughs> got to go. Uh, let's go.
6: Oh, well, you don't have to hurry that much. Uh. Hill's not even geared up yet. Yeah, I am. <laughs>
3: Um, Ask Hill Hill if he's pickable this weekend for fantasy. He's a nine.
6: Hey, are you pickable for fantasy this weekend? Because you're going to be double points for sure.
3: Yeah, he's a nine, double points. Huge.
6: No, because you didn't. You dnf DN, or DNS DNS last weekend, so oh, you're going to be.
0: Yeah,
6: yeah. money down. Yeah, I think so too. I just <laughs> watched my GoPro the other day, and he he passed me like I was standing still here last. Oh, year, okay, so.
3: that's good because he's a nine, which is huge points. If he gets a top five or six, it's like a oh, massive yeah. point. Oh, yeah.
6: no, for sure. I'm yeah, definitely top okay. five.
3: all right. Um, we got any more questions for Adam here? Let's want to let him go. All right. We're going to let you go. Get back to practice, AC. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. Appreciate well, it. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yep. Good luck this weekend. I'll see you, I'll see you this weekend. Thanks, man. Sounds good, man. Uh, later. Adam Cincirillo uh, on the Fire Race and Moto 60 show, presented by uh, Get, Truck Hero, and Pro Taper. Uh, Dark Side, what's up? We're back. What's going on? Hey, man, well, everybody
5: knows that the Steve Mathis Trainer Camp Olympics is the greatest idea in the last 20 Thank you. years.
3: Thank you. Yes, I agree.
5: But it seems like everybody you tell it to just goes, oh, well, that's what we're doing already. But it's not. maybe we need to break it down a little bit better where, you know, each each camp takes their top four, whatever, top six guys, yeah. and have individual events. Like, you're. we're going to have the uh, 100 you know, yard start, we're going to have a uh, turn track course and break it down into events maybe you need
3: to be something more like that chipotle points. chipotle eating contests uh, hey there you go that's part of the training yeah. sure, i like it i never uh i never thought of i never put a much thought into this dark side but you're right yeah let, we could. and also too i think it should be like a disnations where you're only going to take some of your top scores you know you're not gonna. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody? Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind well, it. Monday
5: yeah. night when Monday night when Adam's like, oh, "That's what we do already." I, I'm tired of everybody saying this because I I understand that you're not saying it's just a race. It's something yeah, that's different.
3: Yeah, guys. Nobody. I, uh, oftentimes my great ideas are not appreciated until uh, until I'm you know over them already. The right. Side, so. like the Nets. Right. Like the Nets. Um, thanks, man. Hi, <laughs> right, man. That's it. Thank See you. Yeah. See ya. Uh, let's get to Brian. Brian, what's up, man? Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. What's happening? Hey, boys, how are we doing this afternoon? Good. What's, what are you doing? What am I doing?
2: I can't tell you that. That'd be no fun.
1: I'm boring. Okay. So, yeah, that's about all I got. Uh, so, if the tickle rumors are true, what I would wonder is how in the
2: negotiations would it go with him? Because from what I understand, you can correct me, um, his roots are planted pretty deeply in Cali. And for some reason, I don't see him going to Alden's. Uh I mean, maybe he trains with the
3: spinoff, Tyler, but, you know, I, what do you think about that? Um, well, um, I think look at Osborne. He was firmly rooted in Cali, too, and he went out there. And look at how he did. So if you're a tickle, you're like, yeah, I really like California, but look at Osborne, look at Alden Baker having an opening, and I, and I guarantee you Marv Anderson and Osborne would have no problems with taking tickle. He's a good dude. He likes. He's liked by everybody. No controversy there. Um so, uh, I could see it happening for sure. Yeah, I agree, though. He is, you know, he is entrenched was, in Cali, but, yeah, why not? But at least Osborne was at, uh, was at Club of X, which is at least on the East Coast. No, nah, he um, he hadn't been there for a couple of years. He'd been back in California, okay. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Tickle would be a nice spot, a nice spot for him, and I think he would go, so. Fair enough. All, All right. work. Thanks, man. See you guys later, man. All right, thank you. Uh, let's get to another question. A lot of phone calls today. Uh Alex, what's up, man? How are you? Alex, you there? Hey, yeah. I just had a question about
2: uh, the motocross of nations. Do you think that they could put a screaming eagle on Zacho's
3: ear? Yeah, bro. I like that screaming eagle. Let's do that. Yeah, we should. You should tell JT and have him have him set it up. And then um, put like Merca on the front of it. Oh yeah, uh, Magda. <laughs> right. Um, all right, yeah, I'll get on that, bro. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, no problem. Screaming Eagle on Osborne's um, gear. Let's let's make a note of that. Tits. Uh, what's up, John? How are you? Hey, Mathis. Who's wrenching for the bear this weekend? You got me, bro. I don't know. No idea. Uh, he's gonna be on there. He's gonna be there on a Cowie. So I don't know. Good question. Moser, maybe. Well, how about you take his bike over to the Cowie tent, and start throwing some factory parts on there. I'd like to do that. I should do that actually. Right. Help the Bear out. Right, yeah, absolutely. Um, how do you think the Bear's going to do? I don't know. You tell me, where where are we putting him? 12-12? 12-10? Like, Webb's yeah, webs out, Anderson's out, you know? Top 15 for sure. Yeah, yeah, we can try that. Um, all right, John. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, before we hang up here, let's uh, let's pull an audible on the line. Call Max Steffens from Fly about Alex's Screaming Eagle deal. Let's uh, let's see if Max answers. Actually, Max uh, Steffens—he's a Fly guy. It's Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by pro, t- pro Taper, Get, and uh, Truck Hero. All on board. Before we wrap this up, we'll uh, see if Max picks up here. Cold call. Beeple. Hello, is Jagger there? Remember, folks. This live radio. We had a really rough day today. Tits with everything going on. And now Max isn't picking lot, up. A lot of callers, though. Very good response. It's a big newsworthy day.
2: Hey, yeah. this is Max with Fly Racing. Thanks for calling. I'm unavailable right now. Leave me a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks.
1: Bye.
0: At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options.
3: Max, it's Mathis. We're live on the air on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. You didn't pick up, but a caller named Alex had a great idea for Zacho's Disnations gear. Let's cross our fingers that he makes it. We looks good. Screaming Eagle, bro. We need a Screaming Eagle on the fly gear for the MXDN. Think like Bill Dill's Screaming Eagle, but better. Um, so just want to pass that on, try to get you on the air. All right, buddy. Thank you. See you in Washougal. Screaming Eagle. FlyRacing.com, Moto60 Show, presented by Get, ProTaper, and uh, Truck Hero. And you know what? Let's just let's call it a, a show. Thanks to Adam Cincirillo, Dan Truman, JT. Thanks to all you people for calling. Tits. Yes, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, no show next week, people, because there's no race. But we'll be back for the final three after that. I think Mark Stark will be stepping in at some point. Four tits. Just for one, one day. Maybe he does such a good job. You never come back. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about that? Uh, All right, everybody. We got to go. Fly Racing Motor 60 show. Thanks, everybody.